Alright, long time no see. Everybody. How are we doing today, guys? I'm good, bro. Good, yes. good, good. Rock and roll. Feeling all American. Awesome, definitely. We're in right before the fourth as well. Uh, yeah, so uh, like I said, it's been a while. Uh, I am uh, Kenny J, sitting here with John Stoney Cannon. Uh, Will Wheeler. What's up, y'all? And Mike Garrett. Hello. Who is uh, trying to figure out what movie he saw Captain Lou in, so, uh, so we can talk about that sometime during the show. What have you guys been up to? It's been a while. Um, just different thing, new girlfriend, all that good stuff, so you know. Will's got a family now. Right on, right on. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the same old, same old work, working out, rock and roll. Yeah, buddy. You know, following all you knuckleheads on Facebook, because that's pretty much all I have time to do. Yep. Same here. So. Time keeps on slipping. So I haven't even really had time to keep up with wrestling, so what I do is I just whatever Mike posts. Yeah, that's that's how I've gotten my wrestling news too. Sorry, guys, I've been from, lacking. Well, both of you guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mike and Mike, Will. Mike posts about the events, and Will posts about the uh, deaths. So, unfortunately, we've had some of those lately. Yeah. Yeah. Two of them, and then the last within a week of each other, Big Van Vader, and last night Matt Capitelli. Oh shit. Mm. We were all supposed to see Vader, but we saw Luger instead because that's when he started. Yeah, and it, was a, and it was a complication from pneumonia, but he couldn't travel because he had another heart surgery. Yeah. Even though they said Vader was turning for the better, but it's just his age and the big size, the heart just gave out now. Oh, wow. Ooh, nice We're watching uh, New Japan Pro. This is the most recent one, right? Yeah. You got Naito over there, his eyeballs coming out of his socket. Holy shit. Dang, bro. Well, there's, not much, there's not much keeping it in there, so... Oh, really, man. It's pretty, pretty, pretty. Oh, I see up. it. Damn, yeah. go on, man. He's uh, <laughs> having a good time. If you haven't seen this YouTube, it, you owe yourself this one. Oh, yeah, definitely. This one's always a fun one to watch. New Japan. All right, guys. There's well, nothing uh, like watching Japanese wrestling while you're getting ready to celebrate the 4th of July. That's right. right. So it's kind of like... Uh, I blame Vince, though. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. It's like hot dogs in Pearl Harbor. Yeah, true. You well, know so we send some of our guys over there, so I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. There you go. We like to keep them in check. Oh, yeah. We get a- and they like to check, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Cody's coming to San Francisco with Omega, and he's probably going to make, I would say, I literally, in today's market, I'd say he'd make $100,000 for his night. What would you think? At least, give or take. Yeah, at least. And if the G1, if that pay-per-view does extremely well, you know, he'll probably get a bonus. With as hot as he is right now. Yeah. And he I kind of wonder if he was even making 100000 in his contract with WWE. He might have been, but they were underutilizing him so much that you would think they were paying him $2. It's one of those things where it's like you got to be thankful for, uh, for the Internet nowadays because, I mean, you can pretty much watch any of this stuff. Oh, yeah. without a doubt. So, Yes. Thank God for the internet, because honestly, honestly, I damn go back and I watch old, like, George GWH stuff, and oh, the last thing I watched was Barry Wonder, Ronnie Garvin, night before last in Savannah. I watched a 42-minute match on the phone. Oh, sweet. It was awesome. I always wonder how Barry Wonder always kept those boots on. You notice how loose they were up here? Like, he must have had... Really padded down there, like three pairs of socks or something. Or some uh, double tape, who knows? <laughs> or he didn't cut his toenails. 
Oh yeah. Ow. Should have got a pedicure. Should have got a pedicure, Barry. But I don't think Blackjack and Bray and uh, Believable would approve. Yeah. Yeah. Don't 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 go too long without doing that, especially if you wear uh, steel toes. Mm, ow. Yeah, that's not fun. Let me tell you. So. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, I, I guess we should kick things off here. Um, we're uh, like Stony said. We're getting ready for the fourth. People have already been shooting off fireworks. Uh, you know, pretty soon we'll be enjoying our hot dogs and chips and apple pies, mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah, and then you know other American things like like Bush Light. Nah, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So yeah, it's the 30th anniversary of the Great American Bash. Yeah, well, the Great American Bash 4 yeah. is the 30th anniversary, so yeah. we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. We're going to let Will kind of, we're going to pick his museum brain there, his historic brain. It should be really, really fun, so, and you know, we can't leave out other American things like zebra cakes and hookers. Nope. So. Yeah, it oh, get yeah, much more that's American right. I forgot that. about them zebra cakes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I was just at the gas station. I should have got some zebra cakes. I have an awesome. Oh, well. Now the hookers for the Nickelback uh, Circle K concert. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh man, I love that concert. So, so but the, but the the cool thing about this thing is we are going to have a GWH TV talk, All American Top Ten, which was fun because uh, to kind of work on because. You can think of a lot of guys that might have taken on people from other countries, but guys that really, really actually like exuded that, hey, I'm an American patriot. They really weren't as many as you thought. No. See, I was trying to trying to think about it, and I was like, well, there's plenty of American wrestlers, but how many of them are really all patriots. about that? You know, you got, yeah. I can only really think of a few. <laughs> and then if you go online and you look at most lists where you say, when you use the word patriotic, that doesn't make them American. Mm. Most patriotic lists are people that are patriotic to any country. So, like, Ivan Koloff is on yeah. there. So, Iron Sheik. Yes, for there. sure, yes. <laughs> Motherfuckers. American <laughs> number Iran. America number one. Huck Foodie. Yes, yes. Well, I guess before we head off to our uh, super amazing top ten list... One of the most American lists ever made. Yeah, tell you, um, we got our, our usual birthdays to go through, and uh, well, we're, we're changing our format up a bit. So we've got uh, pretty much the whole darn month to go through. Whole darn month. So yeah, why leave anybody out? Well, I mean, if we leave somebody out, it's just because you know we accidentally left them yeah, out. Was that, that Pac-Man? No, that's not Pac-Man. Yeah, we'll get to that. Hey, but we're right. going to start off with like some really American wrestlers right at the top of our list. So it should be great. Well, one one right at the top. Well, well I mean, I mean, yeah. and then if you, uh, yeah, it, so. it, it, it's like a little break there. And then but that's okay because this is America, and America is the melting pot. That's right. And we yeah. are created by no matter what they say, immigrants. I know that's a big that's hot button right. issue oh, right now. Oh, immigrants. I'm so, so scared. Aren't we all? We're all immigrants. <laughs> well, aren't we all? I'm Scottish. Oh, I mean, unless we're fucking 100% Indian, I don't think we're... Yeah. I'm Scottish and Native American, and I'm proud of it. No, but like the, pray, uh, what, oh, the, the guy, Prather guy, the cowboy guy, I don't know if you've seen his videos. Like he says, you know, there's difference between an illegal alien and an immigrant. So, and he kind of, he kind of likens it to uh, getting a Sam's Club membership. You have to get a membership if you want to enjoy the benefits of being a member of the club. You can sneak in. Right. You want to get past that old lady. 
the old Nazi lady, ninja yeah, lady is on. And you can get the free samples, but you still can't go through the register and buy stuff. Yeah, without somebody else's card. All right, so... Yeah. So okay, so it's it's it's, it's oh fuck that. <laughs> that's like our whole it, world. It, it, it's there's so many like shades of gray involved in this one topic. It's just like I don't I, I don't see anybody coming to a real solution anytime soon. But the beauty of it is, when it comes to birthdays, we can all agree. Yes, yes because those are pretty uh, finite. So I guess starting off um, tomorrow uh, Monday, if you're listening to this on Sunday, the first. The second, we've got Brett the Hitman Hart celebrating his birthday. Excellent of execution. American as fuck, by way of Canada. Yeah. But he is from one of the best lineages of wrestling. Canada's still American, Mike. Yeah. And I love Canada. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if, if you think about all the, the the offshoots and the people that married in that family. I know, right? They might be only, they, they might only be behind the Samoan dynasty in terms of... You know, the amount of and ways it goes out. The Welch family. The Welch they, family. They're going. They're, they're creeping up. They creeping around the hearts. They may be number two on that list now. They creeping. Oh, be honest. I know they're Canadian, but when you just say Stu Hart and talk about his dungeon, you think it's so American, it's so Americana. Yeah. It isn't. Yeah, 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 my dungeon. Oh yeah, I wouldn't really put dungeon and Canada together. In the same, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got cat shit all over the My favorite Canadian wrestler is Jinder Mahal. Gasto, Gasto, Monica, baby. I don't know, um, um, what's his name? Um, the, Gasto. Uh, the Italian guy. What's the Italian from stallion? A few, from a few years ago. Yeah. Wasn't he a real funny guy? He was, uh, he was tag team with this the Lamas on. The. Uh, Santino Morello. Yeah, Santino Morello. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was a pretty cool Canadian. You have to refer to him and as he got a wrestling out. comedian. And <laughs> yeah, he got pumped out by Jim Cornette at a wrestling yeah, convention. Yeah. And wasn't Salvatore Belomo actually Canadian? Um, he may have been. I'm not sure. I yeah. looked that up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. All right, but anyway, Brett him at heart. Happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got um, like 50 birthdays of roll. I know, yeah. We should just, just yeah. spit them out. On the third, we got Shinya Hashimoto. Japanese legend. Happy birthday. On the fourth, we got Barry Windham. Best wrestler to ever hold a world title. Chad Austin. To hold the world title or not hold the not world hold, title? Not hold okay. the world title. Okay. Uh, and Sid Vicious. And it's you. All of the man that rules the world. That's Will. Will Sid Vicious. Hey, man, that dude's still in great fucking shape. <laughs> what? You want to you re-record that? Sorry, we're live. <laughs> Can't do it. So. Yeah. Fourth, Sorry, buddy. We're live. The fifth, we got Jerry Sags. Nice guy. Met him at the, we all met him. The ones that went to the Legends of Wrestling met him. Tremendously cool guy. We've got Tatsuhito Takaiwa. Another good Japanese guy. JC Ice. Son of Bill Dundee and a freaking nutcase on Facebook. Hill Billy Jim. Don't go mess with a country boy, country boy, country boy. And Shinjiro Otani. All-time great cruiserweight junior heavyweight. This, this list must be like from everywhere because it's like all everywhere, the these guys. On the seventh, the uh, great Sasuke. I don't even know that person. Another tremendous cruiserweight. He would be definitely in that line of the matches on New Japan if he was still wrestling today. What a talent. I know, like, when I eat sushi, I really like to, like, tip a great little shot of the great... Su- oh, not sake. Sorry. Sure it was sake. <laughs> yeah, it was sake. It was sake. Ponzu! I don't eat sushi very often, but I had some recently. It was pretty good. Shishimi for this guy. Mm, yeah. Let's see. On the 9th of July, we got Kevin Nash. Big sexy. I, it's you. 
Oh yeah! At the stages. At the stages. Yeah, because I because I, 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 I was I was Mondo McMichael, and then that's right, I was also in Kevin Nash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got Mark Miro. Uh, oh well, Mark Miro, hot ex-wife. Yeah, and he's now a motivational speaker. Motivational speaker. There you go. Motivational speaker. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys the best way to get a hot wife and how to lose her. So okay, be a professional wrestler. Tom Brandy. He was also a patriot, but not the original patriot. We got PN News. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo, Paul New, represent. And Tommy Young. Tommy Young, probably one of the top referees of all time. Southeast. And right, yeah. Southeast, probably in wrestling history. Oh, there you go. All right, on the 10th, we got Billy Jack Haynes. What a story. He's either half his stories are lies or truth, and he's uh, he's uh he obsesses over concussions with Vince McMahon. And Johnny Grunge. Rest in peace. On the 11th, we got Butch Reed. Hacksaw the Natural, baby. And the Destroyer. Dick Byer, much love. On the 13th, we got, and that's not Pac-Man, that's X-Pac. <laughs> Six-Pot, whatever you want to call him. Uh, One, two, three, kid. Uh, what else? Lightning Kid. Too many names, man. Too many names. Other, other, other half of the uh, the porn star China, sex China, yeah. Let's let's give him his props. Was it was it one night in China, two nights in China? Was it, didn't it go up to like twelve nights in China? Wasn't it like a month in China? Something like that. We have to give him his props for his little moment in time with Scott Hall on or Razor Ramon on the, was it, the second episode of Raw. Ever yeah, or something like that. one, two, three, kid, baby. All right, see, do we know when he beat him in like a sixty-nine pin that eventually <laughs> oh, he was nasty. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that so. was nasty. And <laughs> it would be a few years later that the the butthole that Razor Ramon was staring at would be ripped from scrotum to ass. Wow! And a Bronco nice. Buster gone wrong. Yeah. Yep. Oh All right. Also in the thirteenth, we got Akira Hokuto, another Japanese talent, and Christopher Michaels, uh, another talent was ECW. On the fourteenth. We got Bubba Ray Dudley. Divine! Get the tables. And then we got J double F, J double R, E double T. Isn't that you, Stoney? That's Stoney. There you go. And that's a that's a that's a couple of new entries into the WWE Hall of Fame right there. Yeah. Uh, tremendous Hall of Famer. Um, you can listen to him on uh, Jerry Lawler's podcast and all. Uh, I just with the Hall of Fame and just hearing Jeff Jarrett, I got a whole new opinion of Jeff Jarrett. Uh, I just could not stand him, but I actually respect him now. There you go, and, and, and he was uh, originally the guy that, that that saved wrestling USWA. That's when right. When they had the big fight for uh, for for the struggle for power right there, long time ago. Yep. On the fifteenth, we got one that even my mom knows because of what he's done with his life. We've got Jesse Ventura, a true American. The lateral deltoid, baby. A fucking Navy SEAL that will whoop all of our asses in his old age. <laughs> the governor. Even you will. Yep, look at that. On the 16th, we got Chris Chetty. Another ECW superstar towards the end. On the 17th, we got Daphne Younger. The Scream Queen, a former WCW Cruiserweight Champion. On the 18th, we got Carlos Colon. WWC, uh, Puerto Rico. Legendary figure and supposedly an NWA champion. And also on the 18th, Al Snow. Everybody wants some head. That's right. Cocaine. <laughs> on the 19th, that's we got, later. 
19th, got Robert Gibson. Best known, best known oh, yeah. as former VPW Tag, Tag Team, Team Champion. Champion. Not oh, to be confused with Marty Jannetty. <laughs> and he's also known as Hoot. Let me tell you, there haven't been too many times where I've been starstruck, but when I met those guys, I, I think I was. Uh, let's see, Yoshiaki Yatsu on the 19th as well. Another tremendous uh, Japanese talent, uh, was part of many regional promotions back in the 70s. And uh, has done a little bit of commentary throughout his after rainy Yep. On July 21st, we got Nelson Royal. All-time. school. Old-time great, all-time great cruiserweight. Um, Mid-Atlantic, uh, one of the last recognized Crockett uh, reigning NWA uh, Cruiserweight champions. Junior heavyweight champions, excuse me. Well, we have, if, you, if you go through the, the cards from the, the 50s and 60s in Georgia, he is all over the place. Oh, without a doubt. All right, on the 22nd, got one of my faves, the fabulous Moolah. Legend. Uh, for those that were, were saying all this crap about Moolah, it's nothing but... It's nothing but crap. It's all the, the people are saying she didn't do all that. Look at Nigel Sherrod's webpage. He's got a Moolah page up if you want to look at it. And uh, all the legends, Judy Martin, all the rest are saying Moolah was not a pimp as to be. So, uh, the Snickers, screw you. Yeah, Snickers. I think her title ran along. could just sell all that shit. Okay, well, and, well, and let's, 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 let's kind of like compound that with title reign and how many people did she train. Yeah, and then Wendy Rickles you know straight mean? up was like, I can't believe she chose me to give it to. No. So yeah. basically Vince let her call. So she must have been halfway damn good. Yeah. So then we've got a tale of two Shawns here. We've got Sean Simpson. World class uh, South African uh, legend wrestler. Uh, I think he still lives in Dallas. And him and his brother run a furniture shop in Dallas. And Shawn Michaels. I'm just a sexy boy. For the Lord. Mr. WrestleMania. Let's just talk real quick about Sean's eye. It has gotten really bad in the last two years. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, the movie he did, the two appearances he did, and seeing him at the Hall of Fame for Mania this March. Dude, I know it was from that match with Kane, like, years ago, but I guess he's aged something. It's just really bad. And, it um... Even, it don't even go straight. And he's got the, he's got the soccer dad hairstyle. <laughs> I mean, he, he, I mean, it's it's cool and all, but it's just it just doesn't seem Shawn Michaels. It just seems like he'll be a regular guy see at the grocery store, the family while working out. I'd be like, "Hello, how you doing, sir?" And I wouldn't say, "Mr. Michaels." I'd just say, "Sir, how you doing?" And he'd be like, "Hi, Shawn, how you doing?" And he would say, "I'm doing good, brother." Pick and bottom. <laughs> getting getting hey. some coats to take to the yeah. Suns game. You know? just a mere got repair. <laughs> He's one of us. It's, it's good, guys. I mean, um, I'll hit you up when I get back from hunting this weekend. There you go. Bring me some deer meat, Sean. Oh, On the 23rd, got Al Perez. UPS driver. And Osamu Nishimura. Another great, tremendous Japanese talent. Another great Japanese name. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. On the see, see here. See, here we are celebrating like the 4th of July, and it's all Japanese. I swear, I'm... On the 26th, we got... American as fuck. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's your cue, Stone. Hey, man, you got Lord's Ham? Come on. Hey, hey, I got to get up. I got to go, man. I got to be to the next town here pretty soon. Damn. Everybody see some of some wildfire. There it is. It's the Tommy Rich. Don't tire it up. It's a 38 special wildfire. 
man, the country boy will survive. Fire it up. <laughs> All right. On the 27th, we got Matt Bourne. Legendary wrestler, Doink the Clown, uh, had some time in Georgia. <laughs> Doink the Clown. Yep. One of them. Greg Gagne. One of them loves the Gagne. Greg Gagne. Son of Bird, uh, they tried to make him a world champion, but when you look at Greg Gagne, he was hula hooping through Cheerios and hang gliding on Doritos. He was skinny. And he was also, uh, back, he also was a booker backstage in WCW. As well as for Vince. Mm-hmm. Don't know what he's doing himself now. Let's see here. Oh, we got Triple H. The feature head of the WWE. I might as well say now. Yeah. I hear you. Pretty much. At, least he can, he can, at least he can write a book better than Father of All. Well, and chances are probably like a, probably like a future WWE world champion. Again, maybe like five more times. Especially if they break up in new markets in other countries. He's definitely going to get the yeah. belt there. Well, without a doubt. All right, one of our faves. Manny Fernandez. There you go. The best shoot interview ever on GWHTV. Heck yeah. He didn't hold anything back. Boy, he was on right. cocaine, hookers, partying, riding the road, oh, eating raw meat. I mean, he talked about it. I don't know about the raw and, meat. And uh, his hatred towards Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. Speaking, speaking, speaking of which, a little quick thing. Have you guys like heard the, uh, the Ric Flair, Flair commercial for the local... Uh, Fireworks guy. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds like it would be awesome, though. Yeah. On the 29th, you got Scott Steiner. <laughs> Big Papa Pump, baby. Ham cubes. Shoney's in Eckworth. Come to the breakfast bar. Shoney's. Holla. You got if the, you hear me. You got to fuck up the whole thing you just said for it to be accurately Scott Steiner. You gotta get I'm the big booty daddy. <laughs> you gotta, like, make it make so little sense our head hurts. Big booty daddy! I got the freaks and the hand cubes! Baby! Yeah! I have more brains in my head than you walk to the ring, do pop a pump, hook up. I'm going to Burger King to get me a Big Mac right now! And my then, freaks and beats! And then we've got Do the Mario! Captain Lou Albano. Uh, manager of 17 World Tag Team Champions. Including one that we will be talking about in our countdown. That's right. Yeah. And Willie might have to help me with this one. Baron. Well, I know. Mike Baron. Baron Michael Scaluna. Scaluna, okay. And he was a tremendous... Uh, could, have been, could, have been, could have been Mikhail. Yeah. I mean... It was Michael. It was Michael... And uh, he was a tremendous uh, WWE jobber, opening match guy, really worked for the company, WWE Hall of Famer, uh, was really rewarded by Vince uh, Sr. And don't, don't let you fool you, it's actually Baron. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. Not to, be <laughs> not to be confused with that like pizza. Baron Corbin crap guy. Oh, the dude, got such a Baron Co- the dude uh, just Co- got a hell of a push, didn't he? <laughs> Shaved his head and now he's like running shit. I don't this know. I'm still waiting you, for him to learn how to wrestle. When you, when you go all business. I don't know if I've watched him wrestle. I wonder if he's going to take the Carmelo path and go on his back. Then our final birthday oh, for sorry. July is Johnny Ace. Oh, wait a minute. Speaking of being on his back, didn't, didn't Johnny Ace uh, get his rise for being on his back? Oh, and that's right. Did he just he, say get, go, getting up beyond his back and rise in the same <laughs> sentence? And Johnny Ace? <laughs> Boy, <laughs> Johnny Ass is more like it, right? <laughs> well, then again, uh, if you watch, if you listen to a uh, great, I think it was a great American match card on Cornette, um, they, the, the Don Damadu was supposed to be, he was supposed to be a face wrestler, but the fans in Philadelphia were saying, Johnny's 
Oh wow! And uh, apparently that's where the and apparently he married Mama Bella, so he's the father stepfather-in-law of Bree and Nikki Bella. So he may have a future stepson-in-law in John Cena, and he's got one in Daniel Bryant. And his brother is Road Warrior Animal, who has done a hell of a lot more wrestling than Johnny Ace could ever do. There you go. Well, you know I what? That I think I think uh, I think Will just kind of like pegged our lap dance right there. Man. Oh yeah, the Bella Twins. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna Bella Twins. That whole scenario does that would make like the best sitcom. Like imagine like John Cena walking into the room and he's like, Dad, I need some advice. And in the background, like the music is the da 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 da, but it's like. But it's like in like that kind of sixties like Brady sitcom yeah. style. It's like a band, and they're like, doo, 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 and it's all, it's all, it's all wholesome. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I would enjoy that. Oh, um, while while, we're, while I'm thinking about it, because uh, I don't know. I guess they made a second season of that Camp WWE cartoon. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm gonna uh, check it out. Well, I mean, and they also made a second season of Mike's favorite uh, recent drama, Glow. What? Hmm. I didn't know they yeah. were, they did what is that? Show. I think I heard about, about that. The, the 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 thing about Glow. It's a very wrestling. inaccurate recollection of gorgeous, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. But, it, but, it, but, it's, okay. but it's pretty cool. I like I like the coach guy. He's pretty smart. I'm like Glow. What kind of weird new Glow. Netflix original series yeah. is that? The gorgeous ladies <laughs> of wrestling, yeah. It was actually great back in the day. I loved it. Matilda yeah. the Hunt and all. We had to stay up till midnight to watch it on NBC, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the documentary was really good. Was it like a, like a West Coast show? Very sad. Mm, it's, um, I'm not sure it was West Coast. I think it was Coast. filmed West Coast time, but it was filmed late here, I yeah. think. Okay. So, well, well, you know, here, here's one. So, so, better documentary. Tell me. The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling documentary or Lipstick and Dynamite? That one sounds like it'd be more entertaining. I don't know about the Lipstick and Dynamite one, but it sounds better. The best part about Lipstick and Dynamite is you got all these 90-year-old women driving cross-country for a wrestling reunion, including, I think, Mae Young and Emula. And you think they're going to go to this big convention center, and it kind of looks like somebody's extended, like, disconnected garage. It's like this big thing with, like... <laughs> tables with paper plates and you have this one lady I guess like her son or like her 60 year old son who has like never like moved out of the basement is driving her and she's just like yeah yeah he's just like driving yeah my mom yeah my mom and he's like you know got greasy hair and she hasn't bathed like in a week and I'm kind of like wow that's pretty sad is that the guy from the Nunzio video from the uh, real one video the Phoenix video with the consensual penis uh, no. <laughs> it's good no telling. That was in lyrics. That was. In the, that was you have the to song. like ask the penis first if it's okay, and then it nods. Yeah, that's, he put that in the song, <laughs> the nudio. There you go. Or oh, man. Uh, real one. Who I could give a crap who that guy is. All right. Well, on on yes. that on that note. All right. So let's see. Lap dance music. Then Hulk promo. Uh, parentheses. Every top ten will start with promo. Yep. It's that time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> time for our top ten list. It would seem. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. So, you know when you're sitting there and you get, like, that message from somebody, right? Yeah. So, I have band practice tonight. Yeah. And so, of course, you know, occasionally I'm getting that Facebook, you know, message thread from my band. And all of a sudden pops up, anybody got a chainsaw? <laughs> oh, jeez. 
Oh boy, I don't know what's I mean, going to happen. Trees, they get rid of one of the trees out there on their property. There I mean, you go. You know, all right, well, got to be careful about it because those out homes are a little close together. All right, so so Kenny J was alluding to the fact that that it's time for our top ten. It sure is. So top tens are all the rage on the internet. Heck yeah! So we're doing the Click top bait. ten all American grapplers in our opinion. It's like clickbait, only we know what we're talking about, or mostly. Well, we're just fans. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do the GWH TV Talk Most Patriotic wrestlers. American Wrestlers. So, which which I also want to say, you know, is uh, if, if I get the opportunity, I, I'm hoping to talk these guys into changing the name of the show to WDTBS, which is... Wrestle Talk Bro Show. The Wrestle Talk Bro Show. Um, what do you guys think? The Wrestle Talk Bro Ted Show. I like might it. have a problem yeah. with that. Ted Turner, is he still alive? I think so. Yeah. And then is all alive. Yes. Uh, I mean, he's got to be like 95 or some shit and like a vegetable by now, but he's still, <laughs> still there somewhere. All right. He's so. All like, he's all like, oh, I made Captain Planet. You know. All right. So so how about we like, uh, we like cue this bit from our number 10. Kick it off. Number 10! We'll do that. We'll do one of those for every time. I am a real Train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, be true to yourself, true to your country, be a real American. Hulk Hogan, tremendous talent of the Patriot gear. I mean, he beats the Iron Sheik for the world title in 84, so the American beats the foreign Iranian champion. He had many many feuds with top talent so he would fight the Russian Nikolai Volkov and he would also fight any foreigner he was against so to speak he even fought against Sergeant Slaughter the American turncoat so I mean he was definitely a true patriot I mean even to the point he was so patriotic he even had a role in Rocky 3 as Thunderlips the American male in the flesh baby there you go there you go and of course uh What's more than a? There's nothing more American than body slamming the heaviest French guy in the world. Andre Rusimov, aka Andre the Giant. That's right. Ta-da. Although you know, um, real wrestling fans know that actually happened like a few years before that. He did it multiple times, actually. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Hulk Hogan. Um, Hulk Hogan also rumored to be. Sometime in the future, actually returning. I think some they're. Form. I think they're just teasing us to yeah. see how we react. React, and they can fill yeah. us out. So, but you got to remember. You got to remember that all the brothers have to. React, all the brothers have to give the love to Hogan. You already got Booker T involved. He wants Hogan back. Mark Henry wants him back. So you know what's going to probably happen is when they have Hogan's return, it's going to be a hip hop. Slam, so you're gonna have Snoop, all the rappers, and then Hogan comes out. He's not gonna come out in real American. He's gonna come out to Jenna Juice. Oh, there you go. We need a roast. It'd be a roast, and it, like all the guys would be like Snoop Dogg would be roasting him, and and Ice T, and Drake. That'd be cool. There you go. Still just like that Sean Legacy guy. But here's the thing. Kind of does. Here's the thing. You know, uh, you know Booker T's gonna go okay because he he's the first one to ever like call Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. He, he dropped them. Yeah. He dropped Hogan. him like on him. You know, years yeah. ago. So. Well, there you go. Anything else American to say oh, about yeah, Hulk yeah, Hogan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my thing with, with, with a lot of the old school wrestlers, I, I like to see it when they cross over into other media. And uh, one of my favorite, like, Hulk Hogan things in, in other media is uh, 
like a, a, a part at the end of an American Dad episode. Like I'll, I'll I'll try to keep it short. Like the dad's trying to teach the kid like the value of working hard and everything and earning you know, earning shit for yourself. But then in the process, kind of sells out and become a member of this country club and he kind of becomes like a like a like a wussy. And so the the kid's like, oh, I'm going to teach you a lesson, old man. And he actually like brings Hulk Hogan into the place. And, and 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 Hogan's all like, you know, oh, I worked hard to get where I am, you know, all the brothers and blah blah blah. And then uh, and then actually the dad is like, well, I appreciate you coming out, Terry, but I mean, <laughs> and so and then it, it it ends with like a big fight scene. Everybody's fighting and everybody. It, I don't know. It's fun. You have to go find it. Get you a Hulu and go find yeah, it. Hogan said he worked too hard with his four moves. <laughs> it's like yeah. I worked hard all these years, town to town, dropping my leg. Boot to the face. All the, the sweat punch. and all the Hulk tears up. and all the brothers. Man, I gotta tell you though, a leg dropped his ass two hundred million dollars so. though. Mm-hmm. And supposedly broke. when and supposedly uh, Linda wants forty percent of it. She yeah. can't have shit. He he already gave her his whole net everything he had just to be done. Well, you know, yeah. he he gave his leg for all that money and she gave her legs for all that money. So it kind of works out all about the same, doesn't it? So. And she likes them young boys. Her, and uh, her who got that young girl? So, you know, they love them youngins. Her old man now should be about 25. What? Maybe 19. I thought he was, right. I thought he was 22. He was 17 oh, or 18 wow. at the time. It's like that. What is, is that? What it comes down to? It's like, oh man, you're like the the, the wife of this this famous ass wrestler. Let me just jump in there. <laughs> Got it. Well, I mean, he he not only paid for the legs, he paid for one there. Uh, yeah, paid okay. for the boobs yeah, too. So, all right. So hey, and check out this check out this promo from from our number nine guy coming up. Yeah, number nine. My name is Zeb Coulter, and I am Jack Swagger. And we are real Americans. We believe in the First Amendment. We say the things that need to be said, whether people want to hear them or not. We are here to prevent this once great country from eroding into bankruptcy, both financially and morally. We believe in some very simple principles. We believe that if you live in this country, you shouldn't speak Spanish, Chinese, Arabic, German, or hell, even Pig Latin. You should speak English. We believe that real Americans are struggling to find jobs because people from other countries are sneaking across our borders and are willing to work for next to no money. They're stealing jobs from real Americans. Thieves. And we believe that if you sneak across our borders and are in our country illegally, then you should leave. And if you don't want to leave... Well, that's where Jack and I come in. We will make you leave. Jack Swagger, the American's American. Uh, he's also known as another guy by the name of Dutch Mantel. Tremendous uh, talent in the ring. Uh, legendary person. Uh, Wayne Cowan was his real name, but Jack Swagger was an all-American American in Oklahoma. And he invented the Amer- all-American American concept. Yep, we the people. That's right. And uh, he was pro. He's anti-immigration. He's... He would have been MAGA. If they, that yeah. would have been a heel gimmick with Trump as president if he was still there, MAGA. But apparently, Jack Swagger is now um, going to indie scene. He's going to be at the APW West Virginia. And he's also in MLW as part of the stud stable managed by 
Colonel Robert Parker, a.k.a. Robert Wilch. I'm Jennifer Josh wants to get him for BPW. Any of us know what happened with the last culture swagger thing? I mean, one week they were out there doing their thing. We hate immigration, all that, and his little motorized shopping cart. And then they didn't even, they killed it, like, without any comment. They do that that all the time. Something backstage went down, and they were like, fuck this. But, you know, that would... If, if they were doing that whole thing now, it would be it would fit so much in there because their big thing was, you know, uh, people coming across the border taking jobs. They were you know it was the whole feud with uh, Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. I mean that would just be so. They could incorporate right on Harley Davidson in there. Of course, because because it would be a hot button topic yeah. right now. Vince would probably stay away from it. Yeah, Vince would probably fuck with it if it was Vince from twenty years ago. Oh, hey, but yeah. older Vince, more conservative, and not always on at, at the show. You know, he's like, nah. You know, Hunter may be there. He may not handle it. I'm just not gonna fuck with it. And I kind of agree with him. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, a few words from our number seven. <laughs> Number eight. Yeah, we're on number eight. We're on number eight. Well, I did what I had to do because that was right. The NWA decreed it, and like it or not, they are the governing body here that I have to deal with. Now, you can't live in the past. You can't live on what you've done or your accomplishments because you're only as good every day as you can perform when you walk in that ring. So Nikita Koloff walking around here calling himself already United States Heavyweight Champion. Well, I hope you're celebrating a lot. I hope you're drinking a whole lot of that potato vodka in those celebrations because I'm not sitting around feeling sorry for myself. And I'm not looking in the mirror saying how good I look with that belt back around my waist. The only way to accomplish something is through a lot of hard work. Nobody has ever pinned me down for a one, two, three with the U.S. Heavyweight Towns concerned. Nikita Koloff. Every day, I walk in that gym, and I train, and I push those weights, and I think about one thing. I think about getting back that belt, proving myself to all the people in the world, and the great American bashes, that I'm the best. I'm the best representative for the U.S. Heavyweight belt they've ever seen. And the only way I can do that is to put you down for that one, two, three, not once, not twice, but four times. And I can't get that job done. There's a whole a whole lot of people that have backed me for a long time. And I ask you now, stick with me through this one. I'm not going to let anybody down, especially myself. Now, Kino Koloff, it's you and I, and that's the way I like it. Oh, wow. Magnum TA, what can I say? Terry Allen, just tremendous yeah. talent. Uh, the sky was the limit, but his... A little shorter career than And he was just, I mean... Big feud with Nikita Koloff. Also, a feud with Nikolai. So, he also has the American thing. We can go back to the Mid-South. He had a little feud with Nikolai Volkov and Crusher Khrushchev and all. And uh, key fact about Mr. T.A., he is married to the his wife is Courtney Blanchard slash Allen. But here's the Blanchard. That was Tully. He's married to Tully Blanchard's ex-wife. So, he is the stepfather of future women's legend Tessa Blanchard right now, so that's one interesting Father's Day, I might add, having Tully and Magnum, who had probably one of the best feuds in Crockett back in the Mm mid-80s, sitting in the same room, and uh, all that, so I mean, he definitely was definitely an American-American, I mean, he was singing David Allen Coe, 
I would say on this list, he's definitely the ladies' man of the top ten we have. Yeah. He was known. And then that mustache, man. Oh, yeah. And, like, course, and, yeah. Of, and of course, the like I said, the, the, the few, the best of five with Nikita Koloff, you know, with, with somebody that, that when you talk about a patriot, you know, very pro-Russian, and then eventually he turned kind of like Sergeant Slaughter as well, but... But uh, I don't think I don't think uh, Magnum had a bad match. Oh no, it's good, man. And uh, even whenever they used him as a um, announcer, he was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I figured there would be more people involved in going and punching the announcer since he was one. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, his help, whatever he, he wasn't even doing that. But he's still good. When's the last time anybody seen a pick again? How's he looking? He's uh, got a mo- he has kind of a, a certain like che- kind of a motorized cane chair he has to use. Um, mm-hmm. When he travels, he can't fly on planes with this particular chair. But apparently, um, he's on social media and just he's riding his little mud four wheelers with his children and Courtney and just being a having a good old time. So he's just being a bit a good old boy. Still will go to matches on occasion. So there you go. Nothing wrong with staying off of planes. Well, mm-hmm. a second ago, Sonny mentioned uh, Sergeant Slaughter, and speaking of him, our number seven spot is... Well, I had to do it. When I got to the arena and I found out my partner was hurt, there was no choice but for Sergeant Slaughter to go in that ring. There was nobody else available to be my partner, and I wasn't going to let all those thousands of people down. So I went in that ring all by myself, and I did very well. Because I had you people behind me. I had the USA behind me. And when you people chanted, USA, USA. Yo, Joe. Yeah. Sarge Slaughter, number seven. Mm. Wayne Remus. Yeah. Um, various gimmicks. Uh, was uh, the heel Marine Sergeant. He legitimately was legit Marine. Um was big in Crockett, former U.S. champion, a uh, very heel um, performance. But see, what really, the moment that really gets the all-American thing of Sergeant Slaughter, he has a boot camp match against the Iron Sheik. Mm-hmm. And after the match, he goes over and wins, and he, in the middle of the ring, and just so much pride because he beats the Iranian, he goes, puts his hand over his heart, and says the Pledge of Allegiance in the middle of the ring at Madison Square Garden in 1984. So, I mean, you talk about an American Americans. Then he became a G.I. Joe action figure. Yeah. And all. Yeah. But a shocking heel turn happens in 1990. Yeah. He comes back to the WWE and becomes an Iraqi sympathizer. And he's got a unit of soldiers. Even though he's a sergeant, his officers were General Adnan and Colonel Mustafa. And then he would go around in vignettes and beg, I want my country back. I want my country back. Hey, and he legit got death threats, like real ones. Um, um, I've just seen that in the past year on some. I think it was on the network. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, people, uh, people are real good at suspending their belief. It must just must be an assessment to how well he portrayed that character. Kayfabe. Or suspend their disbelief. I don't know. All right. That's well, what I mean. Well, there you go. Well, for all of you that are still on board, check out a few words from number six. Yeah, folks. I'm proud of this flag, and I'm proud of all the people. People from my family, 
people from your family that gave down their lives, that sacrificed to keep this flag flying free, to keep this country brave. That's why when Hacksaw Jim Duggan has a chance to raise all glory over my head, you better believe I'll stop down there 110% with my heart pumping and my lungs pumping. I'll have only one thing in mind. That's to beat my opponent up and to raise the flag high. And folks, you know me, if things get a little bit out of hand, well, Hacksaw Jim Duggan is not too shy about grabbing my two-by-four and the stars and stripes. Tough guy? Ho! Who's it? Oh, what? Ho! Yeah. I honestly USA. see pictures of my friends in Carolina, band fans that I've booked, and my fellow promoters in Columbia and Kershaw all around there. At least once every four to five months, I see somebody taking a pic with this dude in a random store. So he is like pretty much almost a local here. You know what I mean? Just yeah. You're liable to see him anywhere in the Kershaw, Columbia, mm-hmm. Lugoff, yep. uh, all that area, anywhere. Yep. He gets around. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he wrestled everywhere. I mean, you remember like yeah. uh, the our old video show? Uh, what was that? Memphis? Was it Memphis? He was Santa Saw. That's right, yeah. Yep. I saw him on an episode of Duck cute. Dynasty that was playing at like 2 in the morning when I got up to pee one night. Wouldn't be surprised. He was, he was out there wrestling for like. Willie's niece or something. something. Yeah. I think he still comes out with those like blue shorts on and his mm-hmm. American flag and a I think he has shorts. I think he has short shorts and apparently from what I've heard about Hacksaw they make the two by fours and he signs them and sells them. Wow. Pimp, that's just money. Alright then. Alright, well you know he, he that's, that's that's kinda that's kinda disturbing if he comes out in short shorts with all that wood. <laughs> oh, well oh, maybe he's looking for a oh. Shit, baby, he wants to take a ride in upstate New York. I think the last time I remember him really in something was when uh, Jeff Jarrett was working on that. What was it? Uh, Global. Yeah, Global he was Force. like he was like in the original announced lineup for that. Oh yeah, that that I don't even that didn't go very far, did it? That kind of morphing with TNA kind I of thing. Yeah, about it because aren't all the TNA titles or half of them now the global? Well, now uh, TNA they got absorbed into them. Uh, uh, I don't know. That hurts my head when I try to think about it. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say when we were doing a podcast not too long ago, when we were doing birthdays and like. Well, it's been a few months now, but I was like, well, I wanted to go, hey, it's Billy Corgi's birthday, but then I thought, nah, fuck it. I don't want to eat one minute, he's the owner, next minute he's sold it back to Jeff, next minute he's owner, next minute he's sold it to a company, or, you know. Yeah. Him and Dixie Carter's exchanged so much money, I don't think neither one of them knows who owns what. But he's, isn't he doing, is he, Billy Corgi, is he NWA or Ring of Honor right now? Ring of Honor. No, he's NWA. Is it? Is it? Yeah, because yeah, he's been really... Changes so much. Because he's actually correlating with ROH and a big, 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 big thing could possibly happen. They got Cody going for the ROH world title and more than likely he's going to go over and then I think they're going to have a title versus title match and all in supposedly will be probably Cody and Nick Aldis. To is that scheduled? I mean, no. that's... But Nick Aldis is scheduled to defend the NWA title at all in, but I'm not sure... I think a lot of folks are probably going to want a Cody Nick Alice match. Right. I don't know what's happening. I don't know the booking of ROH, so 
I know Cody's getting paid, man. Cody's doing the G1 thing with, uh, what's his name? Um, on New Japan. Kenny Omega. Yeah, Kenny Omega. That's the hugest thing in New Japan right now. And that, they, the promo, it was in every commercial last night that I watched. And then he's talking about that. And then I saw another thing on Cody Rhodes. Somewhere else, just a random indie show, but it was one of your bigger venues. That dude's just naming his price. He's like Priceline. This must have been last night in Daytona. Possible. Because that was a CEO, yep. All right. Well, we only... Sometimes we find a way to sleep in, slip in extra people, so at number five, we actually have two people. Whoa. You know, I tell you, I'm just happy to be one half of the world's heavyweight tag team champions. You know, Mike and I trained hard, we worked hard, and under the supervision of Captain Lou Albano, we were fortunate enough to take these championships away from Dick Murdoch and Adrian Adonis, and at any time, we're ready to defend them again. And both legends, uh, Mike Rotundo and Barry Windham, the U.S. Express former WWF tag team champions, managed by Captain Lou Albano, um, Apparently, they apparently these two were brothers-in-law, and they also have two second-generation stars in their midst: Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas. And uh, Barry and Mike they had separate careers and different things, but just great two talents. But the fact that they were the U.S. Express, and another did you know wrestling fact? Their original ring music was they originally came out in Real America, originally, but then. They switched it to Hogan. So if you listen to the uh, wrestling album, you'll hear the whole I'm a real American. And you hear Jesse um, Ventura say the famous line, you say this for Wyndham and Rotundo, Derger, you should bury yourself dead. So you got the, that's how you knew it was originally for Wyndham and Rotundo. Work hard. Train hard. And then they had another version with Rotundo and Dan Spivey. But that one is good as the original. So kind of like, kind of like, kind of like Mini Wyndham. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. But if you want to, if you, but today's Spivey, if you when you're down in the Florida area, I think it's uh, Tampa or wherever, go to the breakfast station and ask for Danny Spivey. Is he gonna cook your eggs? He might. Okay. Cool. And he'll, he actually will. He actually, they say when he's at the breakfast stations, he actually sits and talks to patrons. Nice. Cool. 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 All right. Well, our next guy, check this out, is somebody who, um, yeah, we talked about a little bit earlier. We saw not too long ago. Check this out. A round of applause for the competitors, asked for by Todd Pettengill, the host, and then from there, something happened on board the Intrepid. Something happened on America's birthday. One more competitor would arrive, chartering a helicopter. One more competitor would step forward and attempt to save what had been indeed an embarrassment for America. As Yokozuna and Mr. Fuji looked on wondering just who had the gall, who had the audacity at the very last moment to step forward. Fans couldn't believe their eyes. As they said, no, could it be? Yes. It was Lex Luger. Lex Luger, who had always been proud of himself. We found out on that day he was proud of America as well. And 
was a look of determination in his eyes. He made his way to the ring, shoving Bobby Heenan aside, shoving anyone aside who would stand in his way. He was America's last hope, the last chance of America for someone to step forward. Or would Luger be embarrassed like all of the other competitors as the capacity crowd began to chant, Lex, Lex, you know he could feel their spirit. He could feel the power of the thousands of fans who had turned out on America's birthday. The contest is over, and you're too late. But was it too late? Ever since King of the Ring, I had it under my skin. It became a rash. What you are is a cancer and the World Wrestling Federation. Everybody wants to know. Wait a second. Everybody wants to know what's wrong with America. There's nothing wrong with America. What's wrong with America is blood-sucking leeches like you and overstuffed sushi-eating, rice-chopping wrestler you call a champion. He's a disgrace to the World Wrestling Federation. The only thing wrong with America is you and Rugby Clean House right here, right now. Mr. Fuji spat on Lex Luger as if he was spitting on America. And with that, Mr. Fuji went for the ride he'll never forget. And Lex Luger began to prepare. Prepare, yes, for the slam. Prepare for the attempt. And the look of intensity in his eye told the whole story. And then from there it happened, the 550-pounder charge. Luger ducking out of the way, nailing Yokozuna with a six-inch steel plate in the forearm. And from there, yes, yes, it was unbelievable. Rex Luger had done it. Rex Luger had accomplished the impossible. He slammed the 550-pound champion down to the mat. A narcissist, a total package, but mostly in this particular uh, segment, he's going to be a patriot where he body slams Yokozuna on the USS Intrepid, and he becomes the All-American Lex Luger, who had the interest, most interesting trunks, and he was the All-American wrestler, could have had a run with the WWE title, um, potentially teamed up with Davey Boy Smith as the Allied Powers, had the Allied Powers break up, we didn't know where Luger's was, and guess what? Luger shows up on Nitro. So he definitely was living the Patriot gimmick to the horn, and then uh, You Are My Hero, which was on a WWE album. And it was the slow, always there, always besides me. You were my hero. That was Lex Luger's Lex Express thing. The Lex Express. What a booking concept that was. I mean, they got to drive around the country in a bus and meet the fans and just pipe them up for the match against the big, evil Japanese sumo Yokozuna. Who wasn't actually Japanese. He's actually kin to the Inouye family. He's part of a legendary wrestling family. And he passed away in 99. R.I.P. Yokozuna. Uh, Alright, hey, and uh, here we go. Number three, we are in our, our, our winding down. We're going down, and this number three guy is really a true American. Now it seems to me that we have a genuine American hero in attendance here tonight. Well, thank you very much, Tiger. Thank you very much. Terry Easy, I don't think he's, he's looking your way. He's a local boy. And he's an Olympic gold medalist. Oh, no. Well, there's Kurt. Kurt Angle. We saw him earlier. Well, this is rather embarrassing. So Kurt Angle, 
a, a special guest to come in the ring and prove your American patriotism. He's a VIP tonight here, Terry. Well, he's here as a as a guest. Enjoying the action of Sunday Night Heat. I love it. This kid is going to stand up here and make a stand for the United States of America against Tiger Ali Singh. Well, he made a stand at the 1996 Olympics, winning the gold medal in the 220-pound weight class, an Olympic gold medal wrestler. Do you understand what an achievement that is? I mean, he, he represented his country in the Olympics and came out on top. And Tiger actually thinks he's going to blow his nose in the American flag. So what I'm going to do, Kurt... The deal is very simple. I propose to give to you $500 cash for you to blow your nose in the American flag. Well, that's a lot of cash. No chance. Yeah, I didn't think so. Good boy. No chance? Well, Kurt, I think there is a really good chance just like you and the other American peasants, it's all about greed. And I got a lot of green to fill your greed. So what we'll do is up the ante. I'll give you $2,000 cash. Wow. Forget about it. Tiger charging in. Belly to belly suplex. Boy, did he elevate Tiger Ali Singh drive through the mat. Look at Kurt Angle standing tall for America. I love this kid. Listen to this crowd. Boy, he's igniting the whole crowd. Nice takeover, hip lock. He's got Tiger Ali Singh on the run. Tiger backing away. You suck. <laughs> you suck. You suck. You suck. And this, this gentleman's name is Kurt Angle, 1996 Olympic gold medalist. I was there. Sweet. And he won it with a broken freaking neck. And he wrestled with a broken freaking neck for a couple years, and they, had, they finally had neck surgery. Huh? We had that match on the TV show, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. And the only guy that I've ever seen joke how actually pay money to actually get a picture and an autograph from in CWA. So, yeah, Mike, if you ever wonder if Joe actually ever pays back money, right. it happens sometimes. <laughs> right. You don't have to entice it with a beer? So No, no, no. I'll tell you what, I was or there wife. Um, when, uh, yeah, or Harambe. Um, whenever uh, Kurt won that, man, I... I wasn't like there for that. I was there because the Georgia Dome was brand new, and I was from Dublin, and I wanted to go see it. And I was up there, and we went, and it was the Olympics. It was awesome. But um, when he won, man, that place erupted, uh, just because it was America and he won gold. But I had no idea who he was. Didn't really think much about it later. And then he shows up on wrestling, and I thought it was pretty damn cool. And then he turned out to be a really good wrestler. Well, not only did he turn out to be a really good wrestler, I mean, you know. Of course, you expect him to be a really good wrestler because that's where he came from, unlike a lot of wrestlers. Yeah. But he actually turned out to have to to be better behind the cam, you know, in front of the camera than most people that actually like get into wrestling because they want to be a wrestler to begin with. I mean, he he not only great in the ring as a worker, but great as a personality compared to most. You don't usually expect that from somebody who's 
you know, a real wrestler, a pro, you know what I mean, yeah. an amateur yeah. wrestler, your 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 thing isn't promos. Generally, you don't say much. Yeah, he got it. But he, he, he ended up being amazing. And uh, well, what was it he said? What 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 made him partly amazing was because he wasn't afraid to take a dump on himself. No, he was like the Barney Fife of wrestling, man. He could yeah. make fun of himself. He could put on a little hat and a guitar yeah. and uh, whatever, man. And then he would he actually... Kaye, <laughs> Angle. Yeah, and he would also lead the You Suck chance when coming to the ring. He would do the... Yeah, he, was, he, he predated the Yes. He was doing the You Sucks with the finger walking down the aisle. He was good, man. And he was just a solid wrestler. And one of my favorite things is how he humbled Brock at a house show, you know, before they opened the doors and all. He was down there yeah. going through his stuff in the ring, and Angle walks up and tells the other guy in the ring behind Brock's back, like, get out. And he hops in there and takes him down three times. That was awesome. And that's back when Brock was the young buck that could, you know, fresh out of OVW yeah, right up yeah. there. Um, that was cool. And, and uh, you know it's true because Brock's backed it up on podcasts and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Knowing that Kurt was just trained well enough and well enough as a, like Dolph Ziggler, I guess, you know, just a competitive collegiate wrestler. Say, oh, without a doubt. A wrestler that, it doesn't matter how big you are, Kurt Angle's actually really great. I mean, he didn't, he didn't accidentally win a medal. And of course, for those, for those of you who love him, we can all thank Kurt Angle for for you know the whole thing of giving yourself over into the business for the betterment of the business if it wasn't for him John Cena wouldn't have got his break into wrestling for me to begin with because that's who Cena came out to so so all you Cena fans you can thank that great American Kurt Angle ruthless aggression so but I don't know I guess for as many as as much as people like to dog on uh on John Cena and how much does he get pushed? Guys, really, really think about it. When was the last time, even now, that John Cena's had a bad match? No, oh, man. When's the last time he didn't show for anything in his there life? There you go. So, even Stone Cold's not showed for a block match, you know? Yeah, he he no showed two nights in a row. After the first night, they worked it out, calmed him down on the phone, and then he went to bed and I guess thought to himself, no, fuck that. I'm not going over for fucking Brock. Yep, John Cena wins the title. He's defending it every week. Yep. On, and he's on the road. On man. TV. He's flying. Yep, every week on the TV, Brock Lesnar wins the title, and he's going home to take a nap until the pay-per-view six months later. Oh, yeah, I was about to correct you. You said every week on TV, Brock. I'm like, Brock what? You don't even have a commercial that comes on every week on TV. And the fact of the matter is, it was a famous meme. The old, the one guy says, you can't do this if I'm not there meme. <laughs> yeah. put his face, and I posted that on the uh, Wrestling News and Shit page on Facebook. So, but anyway, Kurt Angle, like all great Americans, willing to sacrifice for their fellow Americans. So, right there. So. And he right. broke his butt bone in a match with Shane. Never yeah. forget that. Right. Uh, King of the Ring 2001. That was a hell of a match. Yeah. Ow. Shane was just as just as manly in that match as, as Kurt was. He landed on his head in that yep. match. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, coming in at number two, one of our favorite guests that we have had on the show that yep. uh, that Mike still talks to on a pretty regular basis. Uh, Were and I occasionally talk to with him, uh, the Patriot. Yay. A.K.A. Dale Wilkes, and sad to say, a lot of wrestlers have been the Patriot, but there has not been one like Dale Wilkes who really took the Patriot to a new level. 
uh, WWE, uh, Global, um, WCW, he was a tag champion, WCW, uh, wrestled Bret Hart, gave him one heck of a match in WWE, but then the other guy we mentioned earlier, Tom Brady, was another Patriot, but not the real Patriot. So you got all these people in Patriot masks claiming to be the Patriot, but it's nothing like the original Patriot Del Wilkes. Right. I mean, I bet they all wish they could go back and do... Do you know the one thing the Ultimate Warrior did that was genius was he copyrighted his name and shit, and so nobody could own it. And maybe they should have done that with maybe Doink and the Patriot. And, huh. and one of those characters should have been like, I better copyright this. <laughs> but I think Dell's still making the money off of it. You know, he's got Dell the Patriot Wilts.com. He's selling the three DVD set, the mask at his conventions. Pretty good. You know, he is a little political, but that comes from being an American. Well, all right. Well, you can't have a list without a number one, but like all top ten lists. Let's let's go back and remind everybody what our what our top nine were, were before we get to number one. What our top nines were before we get to number one. So let's see here. Number ten, Hulk Hogan. At number nine, we had Jack Swagger with Jeff Coulter. At number eight, we had Magnum TA. At number seven, we had Sergeant Slaughter. At number six, we had Hacksaw Jim Duggan. At number five, we had Tag Team, the U.S. Express. Number four, Lex Luger. Number three, we had Kurt Angle, representing us in the Olympics. And number two, we just talked about the Patriot, Del Wilkes. And drumroll, please. Not the heartbeat of America. The American dream, Dusty Rhodes did. Just like Nikita Koloff became the world television champion, now then, Dusty Rhodes will be U.S. champion. The Weaverlock. Yes, the Weaverlock and Ric Flair. Everybody was looking for you, including Ronnie Garvin, when I beat you for the world's heavyweight title. So between now and then, you better be looking for me. Because Dusty Rhodes is always a threat. Always a threat. You know these people out here talking about four husbands, my brothers over there. The thing is, Dusty Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes can do whatever he wants to do. You know what I mean? If they want to get up here like this and disable him and talk to the public, I can do whatever I want to do. Let's look up. I am Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. I am a legend. I am the dream. I am the heartbeat of America. I will be the next United States the American Dream, Dusty Road, if you will. Dusty Road, take me home. And, and, and I think, I think when discussing a top ten list, who is probably the most American, most patriotic wrestler of all time? I don't think it's that difficult to go with Uncle Dusty Rhodes. Americans in his name. Yeah. Yep. You live the American dream. The American uh, dream, a plumber's son. I mean, what's more American than eating pork and beans? And winding down with kings and queens. That's right. In Texas. That's right. And, uh, I mean, the, the father of two tremendous second-generation wrestlers in Dustin, 
Rhodes and Cody Rhodes. And Cody, who's hot right now. Oh, without a doubt. Um, uh, Dusty, you know, people always say, you know, Triple H, you know, has done a great job with NXT. No, all them NXT kids, uh, maybe not some of the newer ones, will tell you that, that Dusty all the way. Oh, without a doubt. And, I mean, we get one thing when Dusty Rhodes passed, we had uh, we actually had a women's match where a Dusty finish was implemented. Uh, when Paige supposedly wins the Divas title from Nikki Bella, but we have the Dusty Screwjob finish with the twin finish when Brie Bella shows that she stuffed her chest with Kleenex and therefore Paige was screwed out of the title Nikki retains. He, he had and it was a very fitting Dusty finish. He ran those women as why they were so close to him. The last, I think, the last thing he was doing was overseeing with the the Corano, Mark Corano, the women's division. Yeah, and he also he, the Great American Bashes was a summer tour that Crockett did in the mid eighties, eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight, and uh, one of the bigger ones he did was he bring David Allen Coe to open a concert, and there was a, a video and. I think Joe Cal posted on the Wrestling News and shit page today uh, where uh, it's him, Magnum TA, Baby Doll, and the Rockin' Roll Express singing You Don't Know Me By My Name with David Allen Coe. And I mean, oh, wow. him and Coe were, were tremendously good friends. So he would go to these stadium shows and he would bring Coe and some of these country acts and all that good stuff. And he was real tight with it. And in 87, he's the main architect of probably one of the greatest concepts in wrestling history, the War Games, which NXT tried to do, but did not measure up to the original War Games in 87, where Dusty Nikita and the Road Warriors and uh, Paul Ellering faced the Four Horsemen and J.J. Dillon. Uh, I mean, just a tremendous, tremendous thing. And then the one we were going to talk about, the 30th anniversary of the Great American Bash, 88, that was a Dusty thing, and he's wrestling Wyndham and uh, doesn't go over Wyndham retains the U.S. title. And just a... Interesting Great American Bash. It was one of the last ones under Crockett, but many people say it was good. Many people say it wasn't that good. So, I mean, it's just one of those you be the judge and see what that's about, so to speak. And he really, really did well with it. Then he became the plumber's son in the WWE. Um, Vince kind of watched that, even though he had wrestled for Vince in the late 70s. But I think Dusty, he, he made the money. He ran with it. And then the common man songs. Every time it comes on, it just goes. I mean, he just, he just was everywhere. He had a lot of hands in the fire. And I mean, especially the biggest thing, what really got Dusty Rhodes nationally known, was when he was a heel wrestler team with Dick Murdoch. And in '74, he's in a tag match with Mike the Grams, and uh, his team with Pat Song, and uh, they're managed by Gary Hart. And you had a good build up, and then he had hits Pat Song, and it was in Tampa. I'm not sure where it was, but they had the video on YouTube. And the place explodes, Florida changes, and you got the American dream born at that particular moment. I mean, you have great moments of Hulkamania being set wild on January 23rd, 1984, but 10 years prior to that, in Tampa, the American dream was born in a tag match. Yeah. And why do you think that, uh, why do you think Baltimore was so key to, why they did so many in Baltimore? I mean, they had the first one in Charlotte, which is not a surprise. Then they had a couple all over the the, the southeast. Yeah, Greensboro. And then, and then it was just like Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore. Yeah, a few scattered ones, Albany, Georgia, stuff like that, but a lot mainly Baltimore for a while. It could be the proximity to DC. They really couldn't give a good one in DC because they had the DC Armory, which really wasn't that big an arena. But the Baltimore Arena 
apparently was a good cash cow for them, especially with the arena crowd there. So that may have been the reason why. And plus, uh, if you read stories, uh, I guess uh, the four horsemen needed their Sabatinos, and Tony Giovanni needed to, pick, to uh, drive them around so they eat all the Italian eat, uh, flair and pour drinks in a plant. They did stay in that area a lot, like Roanoke, Baltimore. Uh, they were out there all the time. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely some Crockett towns. Roanoke was definitely a Crockett town. Norfolk, Richmond. Norfolk, that's a huge one. Norfolk Coliseum, Nassau Coliseum. Um, and what's what's cool is when you really think about, you know, these starcades and stuff like that, you mainly think about the world title yeah. and the, the main event, which, of course, Dusty was in, was not for the world title. It was... Uh, Champion Tolly Blanchard taking on Dusty for the NWA World Television Championship. Of course, back then, you know, you had a few titles that were just prestigious. So, and then the following year, of course, uh, you had Dusty defending the World Championship at that point against Ric Flair. And this is about where Ric Flair's arc really starts to take off. And a lot of people I don't really think associate the Great American Bash with as important as it is in the frame of, of, of Southern wrestling history. Later on, he uh, he booked the Great American Bash, you know, kind of yeah. wrote it in there. And um, the Legends of Wrestling, if y'all ever watched that on the network, where it was all, sometimes it'd be Mean Gene, sometimes it'd be JR, sometimes it'd be different panel of guys. When he was on it, I remember him being very protective of the discussion when it came to Great American Bash versus WrestleMania. He was oh, yeah. all Great American Bash. For good reason. Yep. There you go. Well, anything else about the Great American Bash? I mean, just tremendous card. They drew tremendous houses, uh, tremendous gates. I mean, they were they were they were hot, making money. It kind of dwindled off after that '88 bash, but you, you had different ones. And there was one, if you get a chance, I think if you're a Patreon member on Tony Schiavone's, they talk about the 98 Great American Bash with Dennis Rodman. Uh, very interesting uh, take on that Great American Bash with Rodman and all. In light of the whole... Yeah, that's the one. So, yeah, so if you're not doing anything on the 4th of July but sitting around the house, you have the network. They're all available. Watch you some Great American Bash. Make sure it's early Great American Bash. Just don't care for nothing about my notes. Uh, yeah, I watched them pop up there. I was like, no, Mr. I just have to couple with my hands. So. But uh, July, um, is anybody familiar with the, uh, before we go, I want to uh, remind everybody, in theaters, was on July 12th. I think it's on a Thursday. They have a wrestling documentary. Oh, One night only. I can't remember yeah. what the name of it is, but um, but look online. Just say wrestling documentary, and it's got a lot of old school footage, a lot of old oh, yeah. school interviews. Remember, I'm going to lobby to get off early. I'm going to lobby for us to do guys' night. Last two times night. I've been to the movies uh, was Wendy Baldwin went with me. It's about so it's been a while. But uh, we went and watched the 30th or 35th anniversary of the Breakfast Club. That was a one-night deal. And the last time I went was to watch Molly Crew's last concert, which was a one-night deal. Yeah. So that's all I really do now. It's one-night deals. Yeah. Yeah. Cool stuff in the theater. I'm waiting for oh, September yeah. for Rebel Without a Cause. So. Oh, sweet. Anniversary? Yes. Yeah. 
So I, mean, I think the last one I went to that was an anniversary was um, Blazing Saddles. That's oh, right. Sweet. Which I'm oh, still surprised that they actually showed that. But yeah, yeah, it does touch on some stuff. But I still it's watch it. Jane Wilder. Yeah. And AARP. You're getting some movies. I had to work out that, right, that day. I wanted to see that with you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was a funny movie. It's great. Yeah, it's it hilarious. Yeah, Blazing Saddles. All there's right. a, there's a good movie, y'all. Um, I'm gonna plug a movie. Don't know much plug about it. it except that, uh, gosh, what's the guy from Sons of Anarchy, the main guy? That oh was shit, I don't know. Married to uh, mustache Art. man. Yeah, you go. That's him. <laughs> the long mustache guy, beard with yeah. the bandana, that guy's the biker movie. looking guy. It's called Escape. <laughs> They're all bikers. <laughs> it's called Escape Prisoner. Escape of Prisoner Six Fourteen, and it's a western, but it's a comedy. It's brand new, Stony. It's the up there in the top row on Terrarium TV New HD releases, and it is. I'm not gonna ruin it, man. But it, okay. it turned out I was gonna watch a western, falling asleep. Me and Bobby started laughing so hard we watched the whole damn thing and went to bed like 1:20. All right. So it was good enough for her to watch a western. Here we go. Got? July 12th. It's called 350 Days. Yep. It's a premier right. event. Fathom Events. You can go on Fathom, Fathom events, events to find out where it's uh, showing at a theater near you. Um, I know, I believe, for us, Fathom Events would be the the big theater over by where you work. Yeah, the Regal usually does Fathom Events. Um, oh, and the other one is the retro ones. It's um, 350 Days Legends, Champions, Survivors. I'm seeing if I can get this to open up. <laughs> Get a behind-the-scenes look at the world of professional wrestling, featuring interviews and photographs of legendary wrestlers and rare in-ring footage, starring former world champions Bret Hart and Billy Graham. It is a true look behind the curtains at the grueling life they led on the road 350 days a year and the effect that lifestyle had on their marriages, family, physical, and mental health, featuring Greg Valentine, Tito Santana, Paul, Mr. Wonderful, Orndorff, Abdullah the Butcher, Wendy Richter, Bill Eady, Nikolai Volkov, Stan Hansen, Angela Mosca, Lex Luger, and more. The event also includes some of the last interviews ever done by George the Animal Steel, Jimmy Superfly Snuka, Ox Baker, The Wolfman, Don Fargo, and 99-year-old Angelo Savaldi. This one-night event will also feature an exclusive introduction and interview with J.J. Dillon, to discuss the impact of the film and the current state of professional wrestling. When I think of J.J. Dillon, I think about the impact his shoulder had on the mat when they did that Road Warrior clothesline. Oh, at War Games. That pretty much is what ended ended it. That ended his in-ring appearance. It did. And he was a good in-ring. Like, man, he'd come in, he'll take huge bumps. Yeah. All right, so one thing that that I haven't talked about at all, and uh, I I guess I'd better before we go, because... We're doing this uh, on the monthly now, right? Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah. So the uh, the next VPW show it's a it's a little more than a month away, August eleventh. Uh, it's the second anniversary show, Infection Three. Um, and uh, let's see who's going to be there. Uh, Tracer X is going to be there with any guys. Uh, Chris Main, who just lost his 
championship title at the last BBW show, the last man standing show. Who did he lose it to? Um, Hex. To Hex, Hex, yeah, Shane Hex. So, yeah, Will was there. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I watched your breakdown afterwards. I was sad that I couldn't see that match. I, I know, and, I, and they missed y'all, man. They said they, they missed y'all. They said, I said they had other stuff, and Josh missed you. He was like, man, it, it's just not, I'm glad you came because he was. He was he was he was sad that y'all weren't there, but when I there, it was like it made yeah. him feel a little better. So well, like when when I went to request off for like the the way it works is like only a certain number of people can request off per day. Oh and yeah, like people would beat me to it, and so I just couldn't I couldn't get the. Oh, understood, off. man. I'm, so, I know. But I'm you paying for retail, brother. They they, don't, they put the the schedule, the little calendars in there for the rest of the year now. So I I I went ahead and pretty much for everything I could think of for the rest of the year. But anyway. Um, also, the the uh, the Carnies are going to be there from Ring of Honor. Uh, TNA yep. Impact Superstar, the Cowboy James Storm, is going to make his uh, VPW debut. You're out of damn luck. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, a couple of guys, Owen Knight and Darius Lockhart, start a best of three series that night. Uh, Sean Legacy and the Canadian Wade Adams, uh, they'll battle for the Outbreak Championship belt, which I believe Wade has right now. And it'll be a Lumberjill match. Yep. Is that the... Uh the last one y'all were just referring to, was that the one where Sean busted his face up? No, that was uh, Survival, when he busted uh, the face. Yeah, yeah, he got he like, hangs slammed out, into the... He game. hangs out at my night right here on the corner, Alex and them. Oh, really? Always up there, dude, and uh, I've seen a big old oh, yeah. stitch thing on my buddy Matt Dole. I was like, damn, what ha- that must have happened at the thing I... Did y'all oh, no, he, like, like, someone pretty much grabbed his head and went, like slammed him into the railing. <laughs> it was just it. like, it was like, hey, buddy, <laughs> So, yeah, anytime there's a bomb behind what you're hitting, it's gonna uh, bust. Yeah. So yeah, the uh, yeah the Soul City Sirens are gonna be there uh, for that Lumberjill match, and then Chip Day, one of uh, one of VPW faves, he's gonna challenge uh, Hex, who just won that title in a 16 foot high steel cage match. So that'll oh, yeah. be fun to see. So once again, be the match. We'll be on site, so you can register to see if you qualify to be a blood marrow donor. But also on that note, here in a couple weeks on July 14th, from noon to 5 at the Harlem Java House, there will be a day of acoustic music. A lot of great singer-songwriters will be there for the day. Be The Match will also be there as well as some of your favorite VPW wrestlers will be there. Um, there will be tickets available for sale at that event. And for anybody who registers um, to be a donor, which is you just swab your mouth, you're between 18 and 44. I think so, yeah. 84. All it is is a quick, some paperwork, yeah. swab your mouth, that's it. Takes, it. Takes you don't, they don't draw blood, they don't kick your ass or anything. You do that really quick. Everybody that does that, you get your name thrown into the hat. And for every every item that you purchase there, you get your name thrown in the hat. VPW has ponied up four tickets to this next event that they're going to give away two pairs of tickets. Nice. So this come out. Their, this is going to be one of their biggest shows. Yes. I mean, it's an anniversary show. They want to make it huge. They want to draw the biggest crowd they can. And I mean, the... The front row seats are almost all gone. I think uh, sometime yesterday, Josh posted there were six left. Yeah. And then the show's still over a month away, so I yep. mean, that's, that's pretty quick. So, so July 14th, Harlem Java House. Come out, drink some coffee, hear some music, 
and get a chance to win tickets because by then there might not be tickets left to that show. Yeah, I won't oh, yeah. say uh, we'll BPW tickets—they're hot. I mean, they have—they average two hundred plus people a crowd, and I've been fortunate to share with some name people in wrestling, like Thomas Simpson, who had a congestive heart surgery and all, so he's heard of VPW, he knows a lot of the talent and all, and uh, what was so great was the last VPW show, and me personally, I, I hope he's permanent ring announcer, um, I hope that Brett Wolverton is personal ring announcer for the rest of VPW's time, uh, he did a tremendous job, I'd seen him in CWA and various Carolina indie promotions, and I'd met him years ago, remembered who I was, so uh, it was pretty cool seeing Brett Wolverton when I read the name, and I was when I went to the show, it was like... Yeah, I'm marked out for the ring announcer, but who cares? Oh, yeah, but I think Brett Wolverton is, is probably, like, for the past 10, 15 years, the ring announcer for, for, for Carolina, for at least South Carolina, if not all the Carolinas in parts and he's of also, Georgia. And he's also uh, done P, he's PWX. I think he's the ring, ring announcer for PWX, too. Did you guys see that the Keller is bringing back Russell Force? He's got a, he's got a new Russell Force show who coming. Uh, uh, Bob Keller. Oh yeah, that's and, right. Uh, yeah, I like Casey Bob. coming up. I don't know the date yeah. off the top of my head. And he was there. Uh, he was there at the car too. I talked with Bob. Tremendously great guy. Yeah, I mentioned. He, he shows I up. mentioned us, and he was like, "Cool. Um, I'm, I'm gonna have to give you guys a listen." He was. He wants to listen to us. So we got an yeah. endorsement from Bob. He told me so. Yay! There you go. No, he, he 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 like made me look like a fool one night. It was funny. He uh, it was it was a match where someone like ripped off his clothes. And threw him outside the ring, and he's like, "Hey, kid, go grab my clothes for me." And I do like a sweep around the outside of the ring. Someone's already grabbed his stuff, and I get back, and he's laughing and like, "You got ribbed, dude." Yeah, dude. But hey, yep. that's part of the that's part of the experience. Yeah, you got ribbed. So. I've been ribbed. I think if you've been in wrestling, you have to get it, uh, ribbed at least one time. Yeah. And I've been on the referee. Somebody stole my bag and uh, put it in a dern, put it in a flower cabinet. So that was my rib. Yeah, yeah but you, was, uh, you've never been ribbed until you've been Joe Cow ribbed. Uh-oh. And by Joe Cow ribbed, when you're sitting in the locker room and you look up, and Tommy Rich's nuts are right next to your oh, face. Yeah, that's true. You that's can't true. get more ribbed than that. Especially when he's looking down at you and, going, and saying, Hey, man, you got a lower tab? So. Let me plug one more thing for Josh real quick. He's his uh, ass? I mean, you know. Carnholio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Um, yeah, no, so he's got VBW season passes. Um, I think they're available throughout July. And then I, I don't know, he'll probably figure out a way to I think sell he's, them in the future. But, yeah, but I'm uh, thinking he's down to a limited number per uh, yeah, web pages. Because, uh, it's getting low in number. But I mean, the package was a heck of a deal, man. Yeah, it's like a, it was like 100 bucks for <laughs> basically the shows for the next year. Uh, front row seats. Uh, you get like a, like a t shirt that's made specifically for that promotion. Um, there was like a few other things on there that I don't remember off the top of my head. But it was a pretty good deal. Is it coming with some seat on that? Probably. <laughs> if you ask nice. <laughs> just bring oh, the yeah, baby float. And, and, and the, uh, the tickets that were, the two pair of tickets that were given away on July 14th are, are, are fan, t- are fan uh, packs. So they will also come, like in the past, uh, um, a $10 voucher to go up to the... Um, Concession stand. Concession they stand. like a poster and stuff too, or I guess we'll, I guess we'll figure that. I think out. they've had the online poster. They may have had the fourteenth. I might have Chuck Williams like post that. There you That's go. a good idea. Oh, well, I mean, it helps save a fucking life. 
Oh, uh, yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I think people kind of kind of miss that that point uh-huh. of it. Uh, the, yeah, you don't have to buy a coffee. Yeah, no. Apparently, the last show, no. like only one person signed up. Like Actually, two, two, okay. me and Chris May. Oh, okay. As, as somebody well, no, without insurance, no, because they said they actually announced that he. Had, I think they. I don't know if they. I don't know if he did. But they say announced it as he did it. I think that was to try to drive the point home. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I did register. I did. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom said you did. So. Yeah. No, she said that Chris registered at the previous show. Okay, so. but I did like the. I love the plug though. Oh, definitely. All right. Well, I guess I guess we're about ready to take off and, and uh, you know and enjoy your July. Uh, come out on the 14th for that event at the Coffee House in Harlem. Uh, you know, enjoy the 4th. Be safe. Um, don't drink and drive. Uh, don't shoot off the fireworks too late. You know, pets and, and, and the vets aren't crazy about that. So, uh, And also don't text and drive because uh, as of today, the uh, hands-free law has gone into effect in really, the state of Georgia. It's, really, it's, it's it, don't, don't touch your phone like for a second while you're in your car, basically. Like, yeah. Uh, you want to touch your penis? That's okay. Yeah, I guess so. If you want to eat pancakes while driving, it's okay. Get your motherfucking playlist set before you leave the fucking house. There you go. If there's a song you want to skip over, just delete it from your playlist. Yeah, dude. You know, if if you're tired of Rick Astley, I mean, just just, just take him off there. There you go. (laughs) And I think think you guys want an idea what we're going to do for the August show, since it's right before VPW. I think maybe we're going to try to get some wrestlers to come join us for the August show. Oh yeah. yeah, so maybe we gotta have some guests. And we need to get some Josh guests. Will probably show up. So. Oh yeah, Josh definitely wants to do a show. He mentioned. I think he mentioned it in the message. And one thing I would. I mean, we did the guest before, so you never know with what we're gonna do in VPW. And I've um, in the in the hiatus before we got back on, I talked with some rest, quite a few wrestlers I've gotten to meet on Facebook, and uh, they I mentioned the show, and they might possibly you might be possibly hearing them in the future. We hope to get them. I just need to. Do a few little things and make the wheels spin. And make the wheels spin. The wheelers uh, spin. <laughs> so yeah, one wheeler it's, spinner. It's just the fits a few of them. Uh, in fact, uh, <laughs> we'll say level. one thing. I'm gonna give a shout out to one of them. Uh, Boogie Woogie Man Rob McBride. He he listened to it, messaged me, said he loved the interaction with all of us. Um, I'm not sure what his work schedule on, but he said just whenever is a moment he'd like to possibly be on the show. Well, and we also know that the other Boogie Man would like to be on our show too once we buy his book. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but then again, I might be using the Rob McBride's leader to get Boogie, the other Boogie Woogie Man. There you go. <laughs> and as far as Josh goes, the uh, legacy, he definitely knows where we record the podcast at already, so he doesn't need direction. Oh, Josh, heck yeah. Josh already knows. Oh, heck yeah. Cool, cool. All, All right. right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, like I said, have a, have a great July. I've been Kenny Jake with John Stoney Cannon. Pledge allegiance to the flag. Will Wheeler. USA, baby. Mike Garrett. Yeah. Be safe. And Mr. is uh, taking a snooze up there. It's, it's about that time of day where he zones out for an hour. He's already had his yeah. hot dogs. Yeah, he's super chill over there. Yep. All right. We'll see you guys on the next edition of the GWH TV Talk podcast. Have a safe July. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. Or would you? Later. Peace. Woo! <laughs>